Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the show, please do so wherever you listen to us. Or if you're watching us, subscribe, hit your notifications bell on YouTube so you know when we have a new video. This is our live post-game show with Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to his show along with Swag Jeff and Michelle. They put on a great one, just great fan content. You will not be more entertained. Trust me. Uh, I love it. I'm, I usually is spitting out some bourbon uh, as I watch them because I, I like to have adult beverage when I watch Murph and the, and the folks. Hey, so we have the- one right along with you, Scott. <laughs> there you go. Some really good stuff. So make sure you go over there and do that as well as uh, subscribing to our show. Also, follow him on Twitter at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F. And I am at LV Gully, the show, of course, here at SNB today. All right. So let's look at some of these stats. I'm going to, I'm going to read this off to you. Um, the one thing that concerned me again about this Raiders team, and it was really through second, third quarter was they continue to struggle with third down efficiency, uh, three of 11, 27%, three of 11, uh, was not good. Uh, luckily the Broncos were as poor at three of 12, uh, as well. The Raiders get over 400 yards in offense. And a lot of it came in that flurry at the end, which was great. And you talked about the penalties, nine for 98 yards. Although I, and I, I always argue with, with Raider fans because of the penalty stuff, but I will tell you this. There was a, a sequence where Devontae Adams got hit high in the helmet. The ball was thrown behind him, if you remember the incompletion. Mm. He then fell to the ground, was so angry about it that he started cursing at the referee who threw a penalty on him, a non-sportsmanlike. I don't know how that wasn't called. The guy, he was, the ball wasn't near him. He was an unprotected wide receiver in the middle of the field. The guy takes a headhunting shot at him, and they don't call him. And then, hey, I would have lost my crap, too, if I was Devontae Adams because the guy went for my head. Yeah, 100%. I didn't blame Devontae for that, not one single bit. You know, as Raider fan, we're used to seeing that. You know, like, <laughs> we don't get the calls, and we get yes, the funky yeah. calls against us. Like, that's kind of our thing. But, um, you know, the, but as, as, you know, the OG Raider fans will tell you, yeah, we used to be that and the villains of the league and win anyways. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I thought that was unfortunate. That, and I thought Devontae, 100% same thought as you, 
you know, Devontae comes up dropping F-bombs right in the guy's face, and I think I'm, w- I'm with him. Because, I mean, yeah. like, you think about – and th- this is what's curious to me, and, and I don't know, this is a broader conversation, I suppose, but, like, the league is so focused on taking care of, you know, the receivers and the quarterback and prevention against head injuries and all that. Like, any time, like, there's even a whiff of, a, of, of, of helmet-to-helmet or targeting the head, like, that immediately should just be a flag. Like, we see that so often, so then – why is it in a Raider game we don't see it? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's where yeah. it just like stands out. Especially when it was so obvious. Again, I'm not somebody who's always looking for calls to be called either way, but on that one, it happened and I and I said out loud, I said, Oh, that's that's 15 right there. And then sure enough, oh, there is a flag. Oh, wait a minute, it's against Devontae Adams uh for calling the guy out. It was a terrible call. Uh and and one that, you know, I'm glad he was okay because it was the kind of call where somebody gets hurt. And, and that's what it, the whole rule is supposed to be about. And when you don't call it, you're just it, you're just completely sending the wrong signal. Uh, but you look at this this game overall and the offense getting it going at the end. But, man, Josh Jacobs, you talked about it earlier. Uh, you know, I, I know everybody's he's talking about how he's running. He's got such great heart, such great effort. Absolutely. One hundred percent true. He's also in a contract year. So I get it. He's got he's he's putting his best out there. But, man, I cannot imagine where this team would be without him. Tonight, 24 carries, 109 yards, 4.5 average. He had that nice 15-yard run as well. Josh Jacobs on this offense, I think, too, has meant so much in the absence of, of the injured players, in the absence of Waller and Renfro. Uh, that he, You talk about different types of leadership, Murph. It's a quiet leadership by, by Josh Jacobs, like Max Crosby, where they just say, get on my back and I'm going to carry you. And he did it again tonight. Yeah, you know, and I love that how he, and I I mentioned the Titans game earlier, one of the things that's been a hallmark of Derrick Henry is that he gets stronger as the game goes on. You see him get, you know, like the the gains get bigger and bigger because he wears out a a defense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Josh Jacobs is just a smaller version, uh, (laughs) you you know, of Derrick Henry. Like he wears down the defense over time. And we saw him tonight or today, whatever, wherever time zone you're at, get better and better and better as the game went on and like, that's like not just the hallmark of a Derrick Henry, but like any great running back, you think of all the greatest running backs of all time. Like that's what they do. They wear those players out. And like the idea that Josh Jacobs, okay, the over under on yardage for him tonight uh, was 77 yards. That's the easiest money you'll ever make. Shout out to <laughs> BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh, but like, you know, like that, but like, you're right. That relentlessness that he has. And like the, the fact that he was just like, didn't slow down and they kept, and I love the faith. Like, Look, we criticized Josh McDaniels a lot. And I thought that, like, early in the game, the conservative play calls and, like, what they were doing when it was first and 20 and they're just, like, doing some, like, you know, like, uh, like drop, not, yeah, like a drop play, like, whatever. Like, all the stuff they're doing, like, behind the line of scrimmage. I'm like, it's first and 20. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? They're like, you know, or, or the, the worst one to me is when it's, like, third and one and we pitch it. Like we used to do that with Marshawn all the time. It'd be a third and one, yeah. and we'd pitch it out to him, make him run seven yards to gain one. I'm like, it's Marshawn Lynch, just freaking run it up in there. He's but a like, truck. Anyway, yeah, He's exactly. A truck. You know. So, but anyways, but like, um, you know, didn't they learn anything from watching the freaking Super Bowl? Like, just run him. Um, but yeah, so th- that to me, I think I uh, thought was was you know encouraging to see Josh to be trusted. To, yeah. to carry the team to tote the rock you know what i mean and like that was that was awesome man and, and i again got to go back to i hate it that he's probably gonna be gone like that sucks oh i know i know it's it's it, that's the really hard part i think for fans is that you know it's a business and so it's at certain times you have to make the choice even walking away from a player who's done so much 
and played so well for you. But maybe, maybe not. You never know. We'll see what happens. But I will say, you know, we talked about all the great things that happened, and everybody should be very happy with the Raiders' 22-16 win over the Broncos today. But things that still concern me, I mean, obviously this team's got a long way to go, right? They're fighting their, their way out of this hole. They, they took a first step tonight, um, is that play calling. The play calling, particularly on third down, I just talked about how they were 2 of 11 on third down. I can't believe, I think there was three consecutive third downs over 15 yards, or maybe it was 20 yards, where they call uh, a running play. Now, I get it. If you're playing field position, you're deep in your own zone, you're going to do that. But if you're out towards midfield, I don't get it. And there were play calls that were just sniffed out so easily. And I still believe, I have not been one of the people who've called for Josh McDaniels to get fired, just because I don't think it's realistic. And I think you're going off now 10 games, a 10-game sample. Uh, It's not like he uh, went out and did something inappropriate, uh, like emails or whatever you want to call it. But, But the point is, I'm not in that boat, but what I am in, I, th- I really believe you saw the Broncos have now made Nathaniel Hackett do two separate things. They now have a new play caller with Kubiak. They brought in another guy to help him with game planning. I think Josh McDaniels, I don't know what the deal is. Now, end of the game, I'll give him credit. They got a lot better in that fourth quarter and in overtime, clearly. How much of that was him? How much of that was Derek Carr? We don't know. But overall, I'm still just flabbergasted. It's the only word I can think of. That, that that this team with that offense in the sequences where they call plays just seems so out of touch. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you know, doesn't it feel like okay? Well, gosh, I don't know how I could frame this. Okay, so we we knew we knew one of the strengths of the team last year offensively was their ability to create on the fly. So Derek yes. had the ability to call plays, not necessarily call the play, but to to change the play at the line of scrimmage. We've heard now recently that that's not the case. That he's given one or two plays, he can get a kill, kill, kill when he gets a line of scrimmage. But it's going to be whatever Josh does. We heard about how Josh limits Hunter Renfro, doesn't allow him the ability to improvise, where in a John Gruden offense, it was, hey, Hunter, get to that spot. And however you get to that spot, doesn't matter to us. Just get there at this particular point in time because mm-hmm. the ball is going to be there. And so now that Josh McDaniels has a, a sense, effectively handcuffs, I think, on the player. So I think that like maybe that's restricting them in a way and then it's reflected when these plays are called or what the offense looks like we see that in the way that it displays now that said is there a world like what and i know raider fan hates to hear this stuff but when you look at the way that the patriots were constructed Mm -hmm. right they were highly precise in everything that they do do your job right all that crap right so can you get to the point where you can have an expectation that your offense is going to go out and execute mechanically and do their job after 10 games and, a, and an offseason. I don't think so because look at what the Patriots, you're talking about a freaking what a 20 year process or whatever the heck that they built into it. So it's not going to just like show up in day one. Now that said, that doesn't necessarily make me happy as a fan, but I'm trying to understand it. Cause here's what I always say is that like, 
just have a plan. Now we may not like your plan, mm-hmm. but have a plan. And because eventually, if, if you know, strategically, if you build your plan, if you build your vision, you share it with your constituents and then they, you know, carry it through, carry you it can out. find success. And maybe, you know, look, we didn't find success here year one, like we wanted to. And like, actually the Raiders kind of told us for by action that we were going to see, but if that's the case, then fine. So, but I, I think there is a world where it has to play out a little bit. And that's, I mean, look, I, I'm just as impatient as the rest of the Raider fans. Too. So I'm not like trying to tell you like, oh, trust the process, which is the biggest BS crap ever. But like, I think let's, they got a plan and they got to fulfill it. And and if it's this strict, stringent offense that they're going to run, like, what else are we going to do? We got to we got to wait. We got to wait, and hopefully it'll work out. Wait till it clicks. Wait till they have the talent they want. And that's the other thing too. I think you're hitting on something. And and what popped in my head from a leadership standpoint, Murph, and I know in business too, you encounter this, which is trust right? You have to have trust. And to me, what it shows, and I think you saw some of the frustrations with Derek Carr after the last press conference and with some of the other players, you've seen there is still this trust building uh, between coaching and players. And I think some players have bought into it and are still trying it, even if it's not working yet. And for the coaches, I don't think they have the trust in in the talent they have oh. to, to go out and do exactly what they want to do. So they're not giving them the freedom. Now, I don't agree with that. I rather, as a manager, if I'm a manager, I don't care what kind of business you're in, including football coach, I rather give the trust to the player. And if the player does something to tell me that they don't deserve the trust, then I would take it away. So, and and now I don't know, maybe we're not in the locker room. We're not in the meetings. Maybe they have done that with some guys and they have, burn them on the trust issue. And so now they're just not giving it to them. I don't know. We'll never know this stuff because it's the inner workings. But to me, that's what I see a little bit. But I saw Derek Carr much more comfortable tonight. I saw maybe some trust building there because you, you don't know what kind of influence he had. Maybe Derek Carr talked Josh McDaniels into a different play when they're talking in the headset or whatever. You don't know what's going on there. And so maybe, just maybe, we saw a little breakthrough at the end of the game. We won't know until the next game when we see how they play. But if I'm an optimist and I'm looking at the glass half full at this point, that's what I would think. Yeah, those are great points, Scott. You know, and and, and speaking of that, you know, if if Derek is lended a voice to have an influence over the offense of this team that he's been the quarterback for for nine years, <laughs> that's kind of the way that it, it that it should be. Like, I don't think right. he should be demeaned to the point to where he can't like have that ability to change up or at least again have an influence over it. And that was one of my criticisms of Derek is that he's such a company man, which I guess is to be respected to a certain extent. But when you're such a company man and then your your results are always at a deficit, like at some point, don't you have to like speak up and like rebel back against and push back at least a little bit? I mean, we knew that like the early days of John Gruden, that's what he was all about. His West Coast offense was like, here's what it is. And this is all we're going to do. And there were times that Rich Gannon went out there and did something different. And him and, and 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 Gruden would get into it on the sidelines. They'd be both red assed in the face and all that stuff. <laughs> and like, but like that was the beauty of Rich Gannon is yes. that he was like, he saw something. He's like, no, John, I'm this is what, and he would push back on him. And mm-hmm. collectively, look what happened. Rich Gannon was the 2002 MVP. And I know that's the year after uh, uh, John was gone. But point being, though, is that like they found incredible success in that collaboration. It wasn't a dictatorship, it wasn't just here's what the play you're going to run and here's how you're going to run it. And that's it in the end. Like I, I I'm with you. I think that Derek should be lended a little bit more of a voice. And, and cause that's when, and again, and that's that ability to, and I go back to the, to the earlier point that are their ability to improvise within it. And I don't know, I think all quarterbacks at some point 
whether you look at all the greatest players of all time that, that have played the position, you know, you uh, modern day, it's Mahomes, whether we like it or not. Um, you know, you look at a Brett Favre, you look at Kenny Stabler. Okay. Let's keep it on, on point here and on brand. <laughs> They have that ability to create on their own. And if you restrict them and don't allow them that ability, what was the reason for Derek to drop off so hard? Was it yeah. injury? I mean, maybe that could have played into it, but he didn't just stop being good. He didn't just stop right. being what he was last year. And this is not Derek Carr apology hour, Raider fan. So take it easy on me here. Okay, I'm not absolving Derek Carr for any of his responsibility in any of the last lack of success. The <laughs> point being, though, is that if Josh McDaniels is restricting the offense, not only maybe is he restricting Derek, but other players as well. So anyways, all that said, if they're giving them a voice and the ability to have more of an influence and more of ownership over their actions, you're right, Scott. That's what great leadership does because the best leaders build more leaders. They do. That's that's absolutely 100% correct. And not only that, Murph, I don't care what situation you're in, and you probably have it with your show because you're creating content. I don't care if you're creating content, you're, you're pouring concrete and building a foundation of a house and you're working with a crew. There is a good outcome from positively directed friction, okay? When you have friction... Like you were talking about Rich Gannon. That's why that came up in my head. The word friction popped in my head when you said that, because I think that's what you need. And you see it on football teams. Even you talk about the Chiefs, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They have friction. You can see it on the sidelines sometimes. They've earned the trust with one another where they call each other out to get to a better outcome. And I think that's what you need. And I don't know if Josh McDaniels is an issue there or if Derek's an issue there or whatever, but I do think across this, this staff and across this roster, that's what they need to get to. That trust factor, get to a point where you have the ability to have that good friction because that means you're making each other better. You call each other out on your BS and you do it at, at, in a way that is about getting better, not about tearing down. Not about criticizing just to criticize, but instead it's about getting better. And I think all teams have to find that uh, as you go away from it. But but Murph, you look at this game uh, and and what we take away from it uh, as we end the near the show or near the end of the show. Excuse me, had my get cup. Uh, uh, words reverse there. So uh, we still win. We're all for quant a little bit, runners. It's, it's crazy. What's going on here? Uh, but but you look at this week and and all the things that we've talked about on the show here on moving forward with this team and and what you want is you just want it to continue to get better from here on out. Doesn't mean they'll win all the rest of their games. Okay. It'd be nice if they did, but if they don't, that's fine too. But if they start to put things together and start to string them together a little bit, not only wins, but also just solid play, you saw the defense get better. They, they need players. They're not going to be great, but they are getting better. And then you saw the offense kind of pull it together at the end there. Uh, as you look forward uh, to next week now, what what is it that you expect? Is your expectation, I know we brought our expectations way down a couple weeks ago, but when you look at this now, is your expectations like, okay, now you guys, you're starting to play a little better. It seems like you're starting to get it a little bit. You expect them to go out and play better now? No. <laughs> I set you up for I, that know, one I, nicely. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm Mr. Positivity <laughs> over here and I'm Mr. Optimist, but I'm also Mr. Realist as well. And I know what it's like for us to go into Seattle and play, and we typically don't do great there. And, uh, you know, Seattle's having a heck of a season in terms of teams playing beyond their whatever their expectations were for the year, right? And so 
I just think that it's a tall order. And like, will I will I root for the Raiders? Yes. Will I expect them to win? I I, I can't expect until they run off four or five in a row. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't expect them to to win anything. There's that know? trust. And, and I, I hate that. There you go. I don't trust the Raiders yet. I barely trust them after tonight. It took an overtime win against a three-win team. You know, granted, I know it's on the road. I know it's Denver. And trust me, Raider Nation, I'm celebrating along with you. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't trust that they're going to do anything uh, major up there in Seattle. It's going to be cold. It's going to be freaking raucous. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be Seattle. And um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, um, what, here's what I would be encouraged by is that there are no moral victories, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, like, oh, but as long as let's just play them close or whatever. I don't want to see that. <laughs> what I would, here's what I would love to see. I'd love to see um, quarterback and wide receivers that are in rhythm. I would love to see offensive line that protects Derek Carr. I would love to see a penalty, at least not free game, but I would love to see a major reduction in pre-snap penalties. I would like to see a defense that doesn't break down in coverage. Like I like, cause and ultimately, and, and here's what I've always felt about football and any other sport. If you take care of those things, the scoreboard takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the scoreboard doesn't matter, Rich Basaccia, because it does matter. <laughs> the final score of the game definitely matters. But point being, though, if you take care of those items like that I just noted, then we're going to be in a competitive football game. So I'm not going to have the expectation of win or lose. I'm going to have the expectation that the Raiders go in there and build on all these things that we've talked about tonight that we're doing well. And let's let's continue the momentum forward, because that's what you want to see, because regression only equals bad coaching. And if we see more regression, we're in this for for a longer haul than freaking three and seven. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well said. So I'm not going to try to improve on it, uh, Murph. And I, and I think you're absolutely right. And this is this is where I've been trying to put the, some positivity back into this to say, hey, look, here's what you need to look for. Here's how you be. Re- you realistically have some hope each week and each week out. Uh, until the end of the season when this team starts to turn the page forward and look at what it's going to do with its roster. Murph, before we let you go and and get uh, wrapped up here with the show, want to tell everybody again, not only do you need to go follow Murph on Twitter, at underscore Murph, but also check out uh, Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube. Go subscribe to the channel. Hit the, hit the notifications button there. But also everything you'll see is super chat in there. People are donating money. All the revenue Murph gets from the channel goes to an amazing, amazing Raider family. And I say Raider family charity. And that of course is the one nation foundation. Murph as always tell everybody about that, what you're doing and what's coming up in December in Las Vegas. Oh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate the platform as always. So yeah, whether it's a direct donation uh, via our website, which is one nation foundation.net, whether it's merchandise sales, if you want to buy a DADC shirt yeah. or any of the other merch that we have on our T public site, uh, you can find those at RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear. Uh, and you can also find us at youtube.com slash Raiders fan radio, uh, where we do our show every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific and, and 7 Eastern. Uh, we're not going to be live. We're going to do a pre-recorded version of it this week on the, uh, in the Thanksgiving holiday. But um, point being, though, is that, yeah, all the money we raise, 100 percent of it goes to our foundation. And uh, next month. We are thrilled to be able to present a check to the Blitnikoff Foundation for ten grand on behalf of our oh, listeners. Uh, all that money that it was raised, none of it comes from us. It one hundred percent comes from you guys, and we are so uh, incredibly thankful uh, to be the vessel for that and to be able to present that check. And all of that money goes that we're presenting to the Blitnikoff Foundation goes out uh, to the Blitnikoff Center of Hope 
and Tracy's place of hope that was built in honor of his daughter Tracy that was taken from us way too soon. And um, and what it does is those 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 places offer counseling and rehabilitative services for young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse. So it's an amazing foundation. And so we are just thrilled that we were able to contribute to that and and uh, and to what their cause is. So thank you, Raider Nation. We love you very very much. And thank you, Scott, for giving us the platform as always. Well, and, and just amazing work by you and the team, and of course all of your your viewers and listeners. Uh, I know we share some here on the channel, too. So all of you guys in Raider Nation, it just goes to show Raider Nation is not just about football. You guys put your money where your mouth is. And with the rise, uh, rapid rise in domestic violence coming off the pandemic, too, it got worse. And so the need there and around substance abuse, the same thing, the need there and what the Blitnikoffs are doing uh, is amazing. So what a what a great charity. And Murph, as always, man, it's fun to mix it up with you and have fun. And I'll uh, look forward to watching your show on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then we'll talk We'll talk to you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving, my friend. Hey, thank you very much. And next week, Scott, I'll be down on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi coming Woo. to you live as I go visit my son who's down there in the Navy. Uh, he's a CB in the Navy, stationed in Gulfport. We're going to visit him for the Thanksgiving nice. weekend. So uh, hopefully there'll be a big old beach behind me when I join you live. <laughs> Swaying palm trees. That's right. <laughs> That'll be great, Murph. All right, man, I thank you very much. All right, thanks, Scott. All right, for Murph, uh, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, a, a Odyssey original podcast. Of course, this is our live post-game show. Raiders 22 to 16 winners. They move to three and seven on the season, and they go to Seattle next week. So we will be with you over the holiday weekend. We'll also have a full slew of shows this coming week on the podcast feed and on YouTube. So make sure you watch out for us there. Of course, that comes to you on Tuesdays. Mailbag shows dropped on Wednesday morning and the show on Thursday morning. Probably get it out a little bit early due to the Thanksgiving Day holiday. So watch out for that one. And then, of course, we'll be back with you live next Sunday after the Raiders take on the Seattle Seahawks. For my usual broadcast partner, Mo Moten, who'll be back on Thursday, I am Scott Branson. Guys, thank you so much for everything. We'll talk to you soon, and congratulations. Enjoy your win, Raider Nation. You can worry about all the negative stuff later. Just enjoy the time right now. We'll talk to you next time here on Silver and Black today. Bye-bye now.